Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There is a story for everyone here, because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybooks together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Hey everyone, welcome to a very special conversation on the Storybox podcast. Now, if you've listened to my episode with May Musk this week, actually on Wednesday, if you haven't yet, go and check it out. It's an amazing conversation. But I actually interviewed May's daughter, Tosca, last year. Now, instead of holding on to that episode any longer, I thought what it would be amazing to do is release her episode in the same week as I released her mum's episode too. Both conversations with May and Tosca were amazing. They're both uh, very different from each other, I have to say, but they're both uh, worthwhile listening. Now, for those of you that don't know who Tosca is, she, the whole family really is extremely talented. But Tosca is a filmmaker. She's a multi-award-winning filmmaker. She is the founder and CEO of Passionflix. Now, she is known for her directing, producing, writing, executive producing of feature films and leading-edge content. In 2017, uh, Tosca co-founded Passionflix, the premium streaming entertainment platform that produces and distributes empowering and passionate movies, especially focused on the romance genre. Uh, Passionflix has had an overwhelming positive response in the romance community since launching and has released a number of original movies and a number of original shorts too. Tosca launched her career at Alliance Atlantis, Canada's largest uh, producer and distributor of feature films, becoming the director of development at Sela Ward's Magnolia Films. Magnolia is a, is a big uh, film company, if you guys didn't know about that. She has produced a number of amazing shorts, including uh, a web series called Tiki Bar TV, uh, which was used by Steve Jobs to promote the iPod video way back in 2005. Tosca is also a mother of twins. She likes being a mother, like her mum, Mae Musk, and she is passionate about advocating for women empowerment, Tosca actively supports the Big Green, founded by her brother Kimball Musk, and the ongoing work of her brother 
Elon Musk, the um, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, and sits on the board of Swan Within, a non-for-profit empowering um, incarcerated girls through the power of ballet. So, my friends, if you do get something from this conversation, please share it around with all your friends and your family. Let everyone know about this one. Also, go and check out uh, May Musk's conversation also on the story box. I know you guys are going to love both of these conversations. And I even noticed the difference between my interview style way back then when I interviewed Tosca as opposed to when I interviewed May. And I'm so glad that I took quite a bit of time in the in the meantime before I actually got to speaking with May. But uh, anyway, <laughs> just thought I'd, I'd share that with you guys. Um, so all the links for everything that you need are all in the show notes below. Don't forget before you leave to uh, subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review over another podcast. Goes a long way in helping support the Storybox community as well as Tosca's community as well, which is both growing enormously so anyway my friends you know what time it is it is time to journey with me into the story box once again as we learn grow and hear the amazing story of none other than tosca musk <laughs> no no it's pretty good i was like wow i haven't had my it's like a full resume that was pretty good that was like 20 years of work wow. <laughs> all, in, all in two minutes I tried to uh, do it the best I possibly could in, and do it justice in that two minutes, but sometimes it's hard to focus on on all the wording. But anyway, I appreciate your time today. Absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, before we dive into, I guess, your backstory and, and why you do what you do, I have one question that I love asking people to start off with, and that is, what does success look like to you? Uh, it's a great question, actually. And, you know, for me, success means that I wake up every day happy to do what I am doing. Mm. That's it. And that I'm, I, you know, I, I just, you, it's really important that you wake up every day very happy doing what you're doing. And the freedom to be able to do the things that you love is, is a success to me. Mm. Where did this idea of success come from for you? Was it more of a gradual thing over time that you started realizing, okay, this is success for me? Or is there a catalyst moment somewhere in your life? I think um, just in our upbringing, we were really um, encouraged to do things that we love to do. Mm. And it just so happens that ends up being our career. So, you know, it's one of those uh, age old sayings that if you love the work that you do, you never actually feel like you're working. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're, we're playing every day. It's, oh, it's fun. So it's, it's always been that for me. Mm. So when, when you, what age were you when you decided to actually become a filmmaker and go into this world of, of making movies? I was five. And what sort of spark? <laughs> it for? Um, I watched Xanadu with Olivia Newton-John. Wow. I watched Xanadu and uh, I came home and I said, when I'm older, I'm going to make people disappear and reappear <laughs> on roller skates. Um, I think that uh, I should have become a visual effects person at that point, but instead uh, I went into acting, then theater, then behind the scenes in theater, and then more into uh, production and directing. So you actually went to film school? Yes, yeah, I did. I went to the University of British Columbia in Canada. My goodness. What was your experience like at film school? 
It was great. You know, our film school was pretty hard to get into. They only accept 15 students every year into wow. the entire university program. And it's a two, so, and you can only do it for your, your third and fourth year of, of university. So, um, so it was, the, it was me and the, the other 14 students that were basically a, a group of, um, that, that were left to our own devices in many ways with, with the guidance of some pretty incredible filmmakers um, to go and make movies. I mean, I loved it. It was, it was mm. great. <laughs> what was one lesson that you learned in acting school that you could pass on to people that actually want to get into either acting, producing, directing, whatever, whatever scale that it is? Sure. I mean, I didn't really go to, I didn't go to university for acting. I went to university for filmmaking. So it's a little different. It's part of the same program, but, um, but mine was filmmaking specifically. Um, so advice for people that are wanting to go into acting, uh, it's a real job and you should train and, um, you should do as many classes as you possibly can. And, and with any, any, um, job in the arts industry, it's not just, uh, talent. It's also extreme perseverance and, um, working every single day to better your craft. Mm. You got to have a resilient mindset, I think, because there's a lot of rejection and mm -hmm. to so, sort of quite break into any part of this industry is really, really hard. And because there's yeah. so many people that actually do want to break in, did you find it really difficult to actually break in? No, because I, <laughs> no, I didn't, you know, I think, you know, I came from a, um, I, I got my first job at a studio when I was 18. Um, and then every, uh, and I worked for them every summer but, um, while I was studying at university. And then when I finished university, I just went in and I got a, a job working. Um, you know, you, you start at the bottom and I got a job working for a, a TV series. And then, um, and then when I moved to Los Angeles, I went back to the studio, back to Alliance Atlantis and I worked as the director of development there, but I got in within five days. It's, it's a, it is a matter of always being focused on what you want to do and, and then maintaining those relationships for the people that you meet over time. Um, you know, there's definitely a couple of big breaks that I had. One being that, you know, I just happened to apply for a job um, at a studio when I was 18 and my one of my very close friends just happened to work in the human resources department there and they needed a temp. And so, but, but so you can get doors open for you, but in order to maintain an eight year relationship with them, I had to continue to do the work. And so you have to, you know, you have to foster those relationships and, um, and do a good job really. hundred percent. Like we've all got to start somewhere. Yeah. And often people sort of try and go to the, very top rather than starting at the bottom because the bottom kind of always seems to suck a lot. And, yeah. you know, I've been there. I'm still kind of there as well. And I don't think oh you're ever going, honestly, you're never going to really quite make it. Mm -hmm. And it's like an interesting phenomenon to really think about. It's like every single day, we, yes, we do what we love doing, but it's still, it's still work. And we still yeah. are working towards being better. We're still working. Yep. We're not the same as we were yesterday either, which is yeah. a pretty incredible line of thought. What did you love the most about filmmaking? What I love the most about filmmaking, I love uh, being able to tell really beautiful stories about people that connect and communicate. And I think that there's something positive uh, about that. I'm a strong 
believer in um, people see, people do. So I think media can influence um, people dramatically. And so the idea that I can make um, movies that focus on love and relationships is really important to me because I don't think that that really happens elsewhere. They tend to do a lot of movies about shooting and killing people instead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I personally, my, my person, I'm a sucker for romance. Uh, I think okay. I, one, of, some, one of my favorite films is um, The Princess Bride. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant movie. Masterpiece. That's the film that actually got me to want to make movies was because you had, you had the romance in there, you had the violence in there, you had the adventure in there, you had pretty much everything. It was a, like a, a bag of, a kettle of fish, pretty much. Like you had yeah. everything that you needed. And I just remember watching that as a little kid, eight-year-old kid, and be like, I want to do that. I want to make movies like that. Yeah, and This Brilliant. idea of creating something from nothing, like it, it just sparks something within me. And yeah. I'm curious for you, for you, Tosca, what does creativity mean to you? What does creativity mean to me? Um, wow. Uh, I've never been asked that. I, I'm going to have to think about that one and come back to you. But, I, you know, I guess, uh, you know, you, you, let's take today, for example, I was sitting down with the team at Passion Flicks and, and there was something that came up, a, a little situation that came up and all of us just started um, coming up with, you know, just like this one line of maybe we can, maybe this is a story. This this could be a fun part of a story. This could be a fun part of a story. And I literally took that idea and I sent it off to an author that we know. And I said, Hey, how about this for an idea? She goes, I love it. And how about this and this and this and this. And now she's like, I'm writing that book this weekend. And I'm like, awesome. And then we'll make it into a movie. And it all just sparked from a conversation and just being very open to a whole team of people coming up with ideas. It doesn't have to be my idea and I'm happy to share the credit with everybody. And I also don't need to be the person that's like written the story. Um, and so, you know, you, you, give it to the people and, and you give the credit to the people where credit's due and you just have fun coming up with ideas. Oh yeah. I think that is in of itself creativity. Like for people I found, I was asked this question and I, I was like, what? I never really thought of it before. Like what is creativity? And mm -hmm. as a, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, as someone that has a massive appreciation for this industry as well, I'm always thinking to myself, well, what is it? Like you have a problem and we, we just say creativity, we're using our creativity to solve the problem, but what is it like creating something from nothing? And that's, that's like the, the beauty of it. And yeah. It's pretty exciting. So Tosca, I want to ask you about passion flicks. Sure. Why did you want to start passion flicks and how did it actually come about? So we wanted to start Passion Flicks because we really love romance novels and um, uh, romance novels are almost impossible to get sold to any distributor. Most distributors don't take female-driven content at all, um, and even though um, they do very well. Um, and a lot of networks um, find um, romance novels to be too risque. 
So mm. they're just too sexy. They're too, they're, they're not fit. They don't fit into a very specific box. So um, we decided to create our own distribution network for it because, you know, I have a history with Tiki Bar TV doing online content. So we decided to create our own Netflix for romance, so to speak, um, Netflix for women. And, um, and that's what we did. So we, we launched in September, 2017. And, um, what we do is we take best-selling romance novels and we turn them into movies and series and no one else really does that. I mean, you'll find a few places do that. They'll do it sporadically, but that's, that's our 100% our mandate to work with the authors to bring their vision to life. You mentioned there for a moment that I guess romance novels and all that sort of stuff are, are quite too risky, even though they actually do really well. Yeah. What have you found is the, the reason for that? Uh, men make the decisions. Mm. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, the, the, I think, you know, at the end of the day, they'll look at something like Fifty Shades of Grey and they go, wow, that's a $1.2 billion franchise off of three books. That's pretty great. Let's make Fast and the Furious 8. <laughs> and, and it just, you know what I mean? And that's where it comes down to. They're like, I can't imagine that it's going to do well again. So let's make another um, action movie. And action movies are great. They're just a lot more expensive to make than a romance movie, significantly more. And, um, and the return on a romance is, is very high. So, you know, it actually has been helpful for us because we get to, um, make those romances and, um, and, you know, bring in the, the, all the romance fans that really want to see this. So we, we tap into that female audience. What do you look for in, in a good romance uh, novel to actually turn into a, a movie? Uh, we look for its, its ability to be adapted well, obviously. So we want to make sure that our characters are, uh, and, and almost every romance novel is this, but that our characters are um, positive. Mm -hmm. There might be issues within them, but they're positive. They connect, they communicate, and they compromise when it comes to to solidifying their relationship. So it's the, the um, we try to walk through people, uh, walk through the relationship of um, two people as they navigate, um, as they navigate their relationship. So we want, we want to promote positive communication. Mm. So what's the process like in actually from start, you found the novel to mm -hmm. actually working towards making it and then finishing it and then promoting it. What's the process like uh, in, involved in that? Well, we option the novel. We hire a screenwriter and write, write the script and then bring on a director if, uh, if, unless I'm directing it at that point. And then we work very closely with the author to make sure that the, um, the cast is exactly who they envisioned, that the script is exactly how they see it adapted. We use almost entirely the dialogue from the book itself. We don't really adjust that. Um, and, um, and then we work with them step by step through the entire pr uh, process up until the, the final picture locked uh, is locked um, to get their thoughts on how it's made and, and their opinion on, on certain scenes and, and uh, if there's anything that they need adjusted or that speaks well to their fan base because ultimately we're making these movies for the fans and we want it to, the, the, the biggest fan of the book is, you know, if it's not me, um, it's going to be the author. The author is the one that, that came up with these characters. And so we, we focus on, um, on making the best product for the fan if the author is happy. Mm. 
Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? I love all of my babies. Oh, <laughs> is there one, is there one particular story that you can share that was on set kind of like a war story, so to speak? <laughs> there's, there's, I know like for me, there's, there's heaps of them, but yeah. I'm curious for you, have you had any of those war stories and what have you done in those moments where it's been highly stressful, something's gone wrong and you've had to adapt? You know, we've done we've done so many. Uh, there have been so many different um, adventures, shall we say, on movie sets. Um, just recently, we made Gabriel's Inferno, which mm. is coming out now on Passion Flicks, and um, that one was, uh, you know, we shot that in um, November, December, and January uh, of November, December, twenty nineteen, January of this year, in upstate New York. And um, you know, I guess the only the only um, uh, bit of a problem that we had on that was that our two of our actors got our two leads got sick and we had to shut down production for a week. And that's very unusual on a smaller film to be able to shut down production. And now we know it may have been COVID, but uh, back then you didn't know what it was. And so, and we didn't want to get everyone else sick. So we had to shut down for, uh, for a week in order to make sure that nobody else got sick on set. I remember one of my war stories is I I was doing a movie and the same thing sort of happened. This was in 2017. Uh, so it was only a short film. I had organized everything. And then the night before, we're about to shoot the next morning at 5 a.m. That was when we were about to start. I get a text message from the lead actress telling me that she's not feeling well. And oh, I was, no. Yeah, it's, it's the worst thing. And then I've gone, okay, tell me how you're feeling at 12 a.m. So I've been up all night long messaging her. She's like, Jay, I'm, not, I'm still not feeling too good. Uh, you might have to postpone, cancel. And I'm just like, what in the world am I going to do? She's my lead actress. Uh, she knows all the lines. She's perfect for the role. So the next morning I've gone to the secondary lead and I've gone, change of plans. You're now the lead and I'm going to have to find somebody oh. else. She didn't even know the lines. <laughs> so she's gone on on the train for about an hour to the actual set and she's like rummaging through the lines and said don't worry about not lowering the lines we'll figure it out when we get to the set and I'll do my best to direct you through them and she's like okay I trust you Jay I trust you so I've gone running into my mum's room and said mum I've got no I've got no secondary actress can you help me out and my mum's gone what do I need to do and I said you've got two lines all I need you to do is show up and and just play the role and she's like okay i'll, I'll try and she was full-on nervous <laughs> but that sort of adaptability and nothing nothing went right that day but the amazing thing is we got an amazing product that won oh, an good. award and oh, congratulations just, thank you it was just like i remember that time uh like it was yesterday <laughs> it was a, a funny time but those those sorts of moments they sort of they're part of filmmaking and they're yeah. like the, the joy of filmmaking. But I sort of want to ask you as well, how do you, you, you're a busy, busy woman. How do you manage your time efficiently? Well, I, I think that's a matter of managing time, not necessarily efficiently, but, but I, I somewhat try. Um, you know, I have kids and my priority has to be to spending time with them. And my I have seven-year-old twins and, and they are um, just as demanding as I am, it seems. I've, I've really, it's like, 
you know, well played <laughs> karma. So um, <laughs> they, um, my children insist on spending time with me, which is really wonderful. And I, and I will take that for as long as I can get it. Cause I imagine when they become teenagers, it'll be less so. So my kids are the ones that actually say, no, you have to stop working. You're not spending time with me. And, um, and so I do that in the evenings at the end of the day, I'm like, I work all the time and I'm available 24 hours a day, but, um, you have to separate and you have to be able to, um, uh, re, you know, recuperate and you have to take a moment. Now I say that I, I have yet to do it, but I just locked picture on, on the third movie since, uh, COVID hit. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think we'll take July off ish. I mean, off being, I think I'll not make any movies in July quite yet. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> what, has, what has been, I guess, like in terms of, um, your producing movies and I guess creating them, what would you say has been the biggest challenge in re- revolving around making a movie? biggest challenge about making a movie is never having enough money, really. That's what it comes down to, right? (laughs) Budgets are always high. Um, But, you know, I think there are a number of challenges. It's where do you shoot? How do we, um, you know, how do we approach this particular subject? You know, we're dealing with romance novels. And in romance novels, there's a lot of content that that can be a little concerning for some people. And we want to make sure that everyone's incredibly comfortable and we want to... um, be able to uh, show, uh, you know, tell these stories in the same way that the books are, um, the book come across the same time. We, we want to make sure that everyone is um, uh, comfortable and respectful to the situation. Mm. How do you go about fostering a good team and that good positive energy while doing these sorts of movies on set? <laughs> Well, we, we start off with, you know, I, I have a great team um, that's been with me for quite a few years. So so for the most part, I just bring those same people on always and we have the same respect for the content that we're making um, and the stories that we're telling. But for the most part, we we um, we, we start our shoot off with the, um, telling everybody drama that we want on set is going to be on the screen. Mm. And... Um, off screen, you're welcome to leave. Nobody has to actually, you don't actually have to be here. So I'm happy to bring on somebody else if you don't want to be there. That's it. You were here to have fun. We're very lucky to be able to do what we're doing. And um, we work all work really hard to be able to make movies. It's, it's a tough industry. And so you have to be very passionate about making films in order to be a filmmaker. If you lack that passion, you will not be successful. Oh, yeah. I, I completely resonate with that as well. Uh, what would you say? is has been your biggest fear today 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 or, or to date or to date <laughs> um my biggest fear uh i mean i guess the biggest fear would be that somebody gets hurt but but other than that uh, you know so many things uh, i think i'm just older now so i'm like i'm not too too scared of, i'm not scared of failure at all. We've all failed before. And I think that that's just a lesson to be learned and you pick up and you do it again. Obviously, I'm not going to be too thrilled if people don't like the movie, but I work really hard. And so as long as you put your all into actually making the movie, then if people don't like it, that's their personal opinion. Um, But yeah, I I don't really have any, um, any, you know, 
professional fears, you know, uh, unlike the, you know, the normal fear of a parent, there's, there's no, there's no real fear that I have uh, right now. If, if passion, passion fix is going to do well and it'll be very successful, but even if I, even if it doesn't, which is unlikely, um, I, I still have had a wonderful few years making movies and it'll just, you know, as, uh, you know, jump me off to the next level in my career. So. What would you say at the moment, Oscar, is your, your greatest achievement? My children. Mm. <laughs> How come? I think being a parent is uh, the most wonderful and challenging experiences of a lifetime. And uh, um, so just choosing to have children was the best decision that I ever made. So that's my biggest achievement. Um, professionally though, I think it's probably, um, uh, the, the first thing would be securing the financing, um, for passion flicks mm. and launching that as a company. I'm, I'm still every now and then kind of surprised that I am here. Mm. Well, I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible and okay. a massive feat of achievement as well. And I have a few more questions for you to ask sure. in mind as well. This is my, I love asking this towards the end. So it's, what is your favorite film, your favorite actor and the last movie that you watched? My favorite, well, the last movie I watched is um, Pokemon Go, oh. <laughs> a Pokemon movie. Did not expect that. <laughs> Sun and Sword. Um, <laughs> I, again, I have children. Um, <laughs> uh, I think before that it was Barbie's, um, you know, Mermaid Adventure or something like that. Um, uh, but no, <laughs> the last the last movie that I watched as a as a, an adult um, is uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it was Such great. Such a good movie. Such a great movie, and also. Um, you know, we're going to be making a racing movie um, later this year. And so it's really cool for me because I love to watch movies that can inspire me on how I would film certain things. Um, so that's it. My uh, my favorite movie of all time, uh, you know, it goes back and forth. I would say 1963 To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Philadelphia Story, another great one. So I love, I love the you know, sort of older classics. Um, and um, my favorite actor, I think everybody's favorite actor has to be Meryl Streep. Mm. Um, but if I was going to not choose Meryl Streep, because that's just a given that she's the best. Um, I like um, Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. You yeah. sort of remind me a little bit of Meryl Streep and oh. Charlize Theron. You got, oh, you got, I'll take both of them. You got a Thank little bit you. of that in you as well. <laughs> I, I I was like it was on the it was on, on my brain. I'm like, where do I know her from? Like from a movie sense, and yeah, you just you just pinpoint, pinpointed it for me. <laughs> and Meryl Streep meets Charlize Theron. <laughs> there you go, and you got Tosca Musk. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome, Tosca. I'm I'm curious as well. Where do you find the inspiration from? Like inspiration to create things, inspiration to to make these movies, create original content as well. Where do you find the inspiration from? Um, you know, I, I'm really fortunate to be surrounded by an amazing team. You met Ali, who works with me, and I have Margie um, and Lauren, who also work with me. And um, so I think just a daily joy of being able to work with the people that you thoroughly enjoy. 
And, um, and then um, I think knowing that I'm doing something, you know, we're mission-based and our goal is to really empower women um, in communication, in their sexual relationships um, and in their personal uh, communication with, with, you know, their partners. Um, and so I find that to be very inspiring um, because I, I think that we have a, we have a goal and I like having a goal. Um, so I think I find inspiration in that. And then I have a great support team. Mm, that's awesome. My last question for you, this is my legacy question that I love asking people at the end and you've reached the age of 100 and your friends have put together a film of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how they got it all. They just did. And they put it together for you and they've shown it to you on your hundredth birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Oh, that's beautiful. I think um, that I made a difference and that I touched people's hearts. Mm -hmm. That's basically it. I guess at the end of the day, that's what I think a lot of people want. We just want to know that we've um, uh, had a positive impact on people. Mm. You've had a positive impact on me today, Tosca. I really appreciate your time. Really enjoyed <laughs> actually speaking to you. I didn't ask you about love and what love actually means to you and how that translates on the screen, which is another question. I don't know if we have time to answer that. Um, well, I think it's a, maybe it's a good question. What does love mean, mean to me? I think it means... Um, being openly able to communicate your true feelings about your, you know, your true feelings to the person that you want to communicate with, whether it be your child, your lover, your husband, your wife, your partner, whomever it might be. But I think love is um, uh, being being in a safe space to be able to communicate your true feelings. Mm. I think I think we can sort of, if we had more time, we could dive more deeper into love yeah. and everything like that. But I really appreciate the time that you've given me today. Tosca Musk, thank you so much for coming on the Storybox podcast and sharing your story. Very nice to chat with you. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.